Welcome to the audio ministry of Nanda Flora Williams. She is a speaker, author, psalmist, and coach. As you listen, be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Hi, we are continuing our series on the orphan. Um, if you are just listening to this now, I had a portion that recorded before this. I'd encourage you to go and listen to it before coming to this one. And we've just been talking about the orphan and the orphan spirit, just a feeling of being abandoned, neglected, or rejected and dealing with those issues and the trauma that comes from not growing in a safe space. When we go back to Genesis 21, Ishmael was not necessarily an orphan in the sense that his his dad had to send him away, but his dad didn't abandon him. But the Bible says that when Ishmael started to cry, the Bible says that God heard his cry, that God heard his, heard his cry. I, I when, when we're in church, sometimes we're really busy doing this, that, 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 and the other. And if you're not careful, sometimes you can be busy doing things. And because the callings, the anointings, and the giftings of God, they are without repentance. God does not take his gifts away. You can walk in all this great anointing. You can walk in all this power. You can, you can raise the dead. You can raise the dead. You can heal, well, not heal the sick exactly, but you can, you know, allow God walk through you to heal the sick. And you can have all these great things happening in your life. Whereas, on your inside, you need as much healing as the people that you are reaching out to. I've read a few stories about people that have lived and... Because I don't, I don't want to call anybody's name, but some people that have experienced like some serious issues in ministry came from such broken backgrounds broken homes and some of them died before their time they they, they 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 couldn't complete the ministry that they were called to they hurt other people on the journey i feel i know that it's it's it, it, it's painful but why don't we stop long enough to allow god love us to a place of wholeness so that we become whole enough to be carriers and containers of his glory to such an extent that we're able to pour out enough love and care and that doesn't mean that we'll be perfect it just means that we'll love maybe from a much more emotionally whole place the bible says in romans 8 verse 15 that the spirit that we have received does not make us slaves so that we live in fear again when you are when when you when when we carry an orphan spirit we live in fear and that, that can be fear of, of, of rejection, it can be fear of abandonment, it can be fear of, of forming close relationships. You know, when you, you're not very close to anybody, then it's very hard for anyone to hurt you. Someone, I think, I don't know if it was T.D. Jakes, I think he said, he said, when we put up walls around us, the same walls that keep people out imprison us. Church is about relationships. Anyway, let me finish the verse of scripture. So Romans 8 verse 15 says, The spirit you've received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. We have received that spirit. If you've really given your heart and your life to God, you have received a spirit that does not make you a slave. Rather, the spirit you have received brought about your adoption to sonship. The spirit that we have received has brought us into a relationship of sonship with God. And it says, by him we cry, Abba, 
Father. We cry, Abba, Father, is a relationship. Christianity is not about works. It's not about what we can do. If not, I think the verse of scripture that says that, you know, where Jesus tells people to depart from him, workers of iniquity, he didn't know them. The Bible says that they were doing all sorts of things. They were, they were doing all the miracles. But why didn't they know Jesus? Paul talks about, he talks about a, a relationship with God and he prays. He says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. In the Amplified, he talks about us being intimately acquainted with the wonders of his person. I believe that it's, it's possible to work for God, but not really be intimately acquainted with God. And yeah, you can say, okay, well, I, I, I spent time in devotion. I there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an experience of fatherhood that you can journey into that allows your heart to be healed and you become a father or a mother to your generation, to the dimensions to which you have experienced the love of God. It's hard to pour out God's love to a deep dimension if you haven't journeyed there yourself. You can only give what you have. So why am I talking about being an orphan? Because I, I think I've seen a lot of pain and sometimes it's, it's, it's masqueraded. It's masqueraded around activities. It's masqueraded around clothes. You know, I remember before I, I gave my life to Christ, I think my clothes were such a big thing to me. And um, I felt good when I dressed properly. I used to dream about clothes. I spent my time, I think, most of my time thinking about clothes, how to buy clothes designer clothes, even when I first became a Christian, you know, it was about the outside. God wants to release us from all of that. And in this day and age when there's so much happening and we're in a time and a season for exploits, the Bible says in Daniel, that is the people that know their God is the people that have journeyed into a relationship where they have become intimately acquainted with God. When I had cancer, it wasn't this, the, my activity that, that helped me. It wasn't my, no, it was my relationship. It was the fact that I knew that God was there walking with me. It was just knowing that God is a good God. It was just walking each day, just trusting him. So my encouragement to you as you listen to this today is, I'm asking you, I'm not even just asking you, I'm begging you to journey to the places where you feel that your heart is, is hurting or is empty or is unfulfilled or is full of fear and to allow God walk you through those issues so that you come out whole, healed and ready to walk with him to serve your generation. What are some signs of being emotionally an orphan? What are some signs? I have three things that I think um, I want to share with us. The first one is the inability to form healthy, meaningful relationships. And I'll go over that again. The inability to form healthy, meaningful relationships. Now, most times when we've experienced pain or a breakdown in relationships, we're very protective. For you to form a friendship or a relationship with anyone, 
you need to be able to sort of be present, be real, be there. And when we have a wall of protection around us, it's difficult for us to form those relationships. We want to. We know it's required of us. We come into contact with people who want to form those relationships with us. But there's just... It's just like almost like an invisible barrier that stops us from going beyond a point because we're trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to preserve ourselves. We're trying to take care of ourselves. And when you think about yourself taking care of yourself, that's typically what an orphan does because they know they're on their own. They have to fend for themselves. They have to clothe themselves. They have to, you know, just live life being constantly aware of their own wants and needs. It's very hard for them to think about others. Now, I said one of the signs of being an orphan is their inability to, f- to form healthy, meaningful relationships. In Ephesians 1 from verse 5 to 6, the Bible says that God loves us. And it says that for it was always his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus. So God has adopted us as his children. So he says, for it was always his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love, his tremendous love. I can't can't even tell you that I, I know the full length and breadth of how much God loves me. The only thing I know I know I remember was after I gave birth to my first um child to Karen, one day I was I was washing her nappy and I remember how protective I was of her. I remember that each time that they took her away from me to give her a bath or she wasn't with me, I, I was always hovering over somebody who was giving her a bath or I was always walking beside my mom or my mother-in-law who were taking care of her. I was always so protective. So I'd never known that kind of fierce love. It was like when she was born, it was like there was an explosion of love I and protection and care that just emanated from my being. Something I'd never experienced before. And I remember this day washing her nappies and hanging them on the line. And I was just by myself with my thoughts. And then God spoke to me and he said, do you see how much you love your daughter? And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. And he was like, I love you much more than that. You know, even as I'm saying it now, I just it, it it I just feel a joy and a peace because it's brought memories back to me of how much God loves me and He cares about me. And it's not just me; it's us. I was talking about what what the Word of God says. So Ephesians one five to six, it says, "For it was always His perfect plan to adopt us as His delightful children through our union with Jesus, the Anointed One, so that His." tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for his beloved one jesus he has for us and this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure so the fact that god loves us he loves us the same way he loves jesus and his love towards us is tremendous all of this brings god great pleasure you bring god great pleasure Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that you've been blessed, encouraged, and transformed 
to go out and make a difference.